Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. We are back. Sumo is back. We're here to bring you a preview of the Haru Basho coming at you from Tokyo, Japan. Can you believe it's here already? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. As usual, <laughs> tomorrow it all starts. Um, I disengage from the world of uh, classical music from my job. Well, I'll keep doing the job, I promise. And uh, and move into the world of sumo and it's it's really great. The, I think we come at this one with some um, trepidation, I would say. I think last time we were promised we were at this, the sumo crossroads. We thought we'd see something big. And we saw something big with Daesho winning. But we didn't see the right people there. And we didn't see what we thought we were going to see. So coming into this one, I have mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were looking forward to, to Takake Show at the end of 2020. Everyone's big hope of sort of coming out of the awful year that it was, was that uh, January, that Hatsu would be full of uh, excitement of new new possibilities. Yeah. But yeah, Takakesho was was the hope there and he he didn't come through but Daisho did. Terunofuji did. And so it's looking exciting for them going into this this basho and then the Yokozuna as well. Yeah, and I think that's probably where we need to start here. Yeah. Um obviously in January neither Yokozuna showed up. A lot of pressure on them to complete these 15 days, but there's been some big news come through yesterday. Well, let's start with the positive one. So the news yesterday was that, that Kakuryu is, is Kyujo, but let's start with, with the positive with Hakuho. He's in, uh, he has done training. I think after having COVID, he wasn't sure whether he was going to be able to. So he was really tentative at first. He was saying things like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay, but I don't want to push it too, too fast or too hard, which is totally understandable. Um, from what I understand about the the long long lasting effects of of that of the virus, so you know he was he said even I don't know if I'm going to participate in the Degeko at the Kokugikan or or what. So, but he did. He ended up. He's obviously feeling much better, and he's going to be in. Um, and a big milestone for Hakuho this time. This is his one hundredth tournament since getting to Makuchi. Isn't that extraordinary? <laughs> it's just when people talk about him being the greatest of all time, you know, you've heard it so much. You're like, yeah, 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 of course. And then you hear stats like this and it just is absolutely incredible. He's never dropped to Jurio. Uh, he never dropped. I mean, obviously once becoming Yokozuna you don't, but when he was working his way up there, he never once he hit Makuchi went back down to Jurio, um, which is quite a feat. Yeah, and so as we, you know, we're coming into the March Basho. We've got the Tokyo Olympics looming. Mm -hmm. We probably won't see Hakuho in another March Basho. Oh, well, big call. <laughs> well, <laughs> big call. I mean, the Olympics have always been a line in the sand for him. Yeah. And obviously they moved back a year and I think 2020 put everyone's plans on hold for a year. I think this will be a very telling Basho for him. The strain of completing the 15 days, I think, is the thing that I'm going to look out for. He might win it. Yeah. I think actually the real victory here is him completing the 15 days. Well, he won um, He won last year in Haru and he won the year before in 2019 in Haru. So I guess he's got a feeling that was in um, in Osaka. Yeah. But now it's in, being held in Tokyo this year. Did you hear, speaking of the Olympics, did you hear that Shodai was asked to be a uh, torchbearer? But he can't do it because it's during the next basho. Is it in May? Would it be in May? No, I think it's, I thought the Olympics was in summer, which would put it July, August. So it, it must July? be July. So it must be during July. Yeah. So he's, he had to say, no, he can't, can't Couldn't run he do it in torching. the morning? Yeah. <laughs> just, 
Just do a little bit of running. Or How long le- do you have to run for the each torch leg? I think it's a fair way, but couldn't they pop him in the back of the car with the with the roof down? Mm, the way you do when you win a yeah, usually. and maybe make sure that the that the torch route goes past Kokugikam. Oh yeah, they drop him off. Drop him off. Yeah, yeah. But also maybe he want he would want to do it with a glass of white wine in one hand and the mm. torch in the other, and just sort of jog along like short eye style, yeah, like that's down true. the Hanamichi. And he knows he can't. Yeah, he can't really enjoy the whites during the basho, <laughs> at least before the taze action. I thought that was sad. I thought it was a lovely thing to be asked to do. I mean, it's a real sign of uh, how how much you've achieved in your sport. Uh, yeah. Well, interesting. I mean, because he's not the highest ranked Japanese rikishi. No. no. But uh, obviously loved across the country. Yes. Yeah. And by me. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Kakuryu. So yesterday he did announce that he's Kyucho and it's not because of his preparation. His preparation seemed quite good. He participated in Degeko. Uh, he looked strong. He actually did uh, bouts with guys. But he apparently has injured his left thigh in training with Kiribayama just a couple of days ago. Just bad luck. Isn't well, it? we know how hard Kiribayama goes yeah. <laughs> at practice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this feels like terrible, terrible luck for Kakriyu. It feels like a long time since we've seen him. Yeah, well, it is. It is a really long time. It's his fifth fifth basho out. Before that, he got uh, a junior show in Haru last year in March. But before that, he had a another two, almost three out. So, And then the one before that was when he won a Yusho. So he's had these two good performances, but out of like, what's that, nine or or something like that, yeah. he hasn't been in. Well, since July 2018, he's completed uh, five mm, Basho. Okay. Uh, and as you said, like two of those are Jun Yusho and one is Yusho. So when he can complete the 15 days, he's fine. Yeah. So there's been a real variety of, uh, of a reaction to this. The press have absolutely on him, or, or some of them have at least, just really said, we're disappointed. And I think this is fair enough. They sell tickets based on um, who you think is going to be there and people want to see the Yokozuna and um, you buy a ticket and then they pull out. And this has happened quite a few times now. And so they're quite rightly, I think, expressing their disappointment at not being able to see him fight and saying maybe he can't call himself a, a grand champion at this point. But my thoughts so that he absolutely can, you know, he's, he's gotten to Yokozuna fairly. But now I guess the question is why is he getting injured so much and so often? I mean, it really does does seem like something always happens before. And so remind me, the Yokozuna Deliberation Council sent a strongly worded letter. Yeah, so that was after last year, November. After November. Um, they didn't meet after Hatsu because of COVID. And Sorry, have they heard of Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> what? <clears throat> Why do they get to have an... Oh, we can't meet because of COVID. They're like, sure. oh, I'm using Safari. I can't Should we go out for a few drinks after? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Come on. We know they're going out. Yes. Well, they, they've said they haven't met anyway. I mean, I'm sure they've probably had a few bidus or something together, but they, they haven't met officially after Hatsu. And they've said the... Uh, Shibata Yama Oyakata has said that there's no plans for them to meet after Haru. So... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I thought, you know, I picture the Deliberation Council as a group of angry old men. Yeah. Like, isn't this enough to get them together? Mm. They don't like to see Yokozuna underperforming. Yeah. Well, especially, so Kakuru has come out and said that this is not entire. this is not him retiring, he's not going to, he's going to try again. But again, the Deliberation Council don't care what he thinks. No, that's what I mean. Shouldn't that get them wrong? Yeah, up? yeah, Exactly. They should be... It's like, we'll tell you when it's in tight. They should be hot under the collar yeah. after that. Um, 
I don't necessarily want to see that happen. I do want to do want to flag. I mean, I I don't want to see Kakuya go out in a really unpleasant yeah manner. I, I don't know whether he should call it now. Only he knows how his his body's feeling. But it just what does seem a little bit odd to me is this that he gets injured every time. Yeah. Before. Yep. You know, little things keep cropping up and when you get older you you know that that happens like all of a sudden you've slept weird for five minutes and your back's fully out and you can't get up for five days it's true and Hakuho has a way of just using his technique to dominate younger rikishi i don't think kakuri quite has that he needs his body to be 100 yeah yeah to win these you show um look I, I think our questions will be answered in may mm. like okay he's out for this one but <laughs> we if- said that for much yeah i know right <laughs> But yeah, you, you, you're yeah. probably right. We'll see. I mean, it can't. It really can't keep happening. No. Over and over and over again. We did say that about this, but it has happened again. The upshot of all of this: we see Hakuho. Will he last the 15 days? Big question there. Kakuri, we will not see. Um, I guess speaking of uh, COVID, <laughs> how's everyone going? Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> um, yeah, in, a, in Australia, where. Uh, we're going all right. Our numbers are really low. We're sort of able to get out and about and our, our sort of arts scene, we're both in the arts and it's it's starting back up. We're starting to do a few gigs and... It's still very strange to be walking around inside without a mask, I've got to say. It was yeah. just so ingrained for so long. Yeah, that It still right. feels a little bit weird. Yeah. The good news is that the numbers are way down in Japan. Yeah. When we were talking to you about the January tournament, in the days leading up, they were peaking around 7,000 cases a day. Yeah. Across Japan, yeah, that's back down to about a thousand. Which you know, given the population all across Japan, that's a it's a manageable number. Um, but obviously, a lot of precautions have been made around the sumo to keep everyone safe. Yeah. So the the first one is that they're holding this basho in Tokyo. It allows them to to control it much more easily. Um, and then they have all their their usual precautions. They've done a lot of testing. There were some cases that were announced in February and. The Heia was um, unnamed, so we didn't know sort of what was happening there, but it was like six, eight cases and and uh, it sort of went away, but then the rumour came out. <laughs> it went away. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, we didn't hear anything no else about, about it. it. But then in the last few days, um, I mean, should we call him the troublemaker? Takatariki on his YouTube channel has come out and said that apparently that was Sadagatake Bayer, so a big stable there that that happened in. Um, but no more news really came out um, about that. Um, but now they're doing a whole lot of testing. Of course, they tested all of the NSK um, employees, and no one was positive. Yep. So that's good. And that's then good. They, they went in and did the rikishi and the oyakata. Not so good there. No rikishi at this point, though. But two oyakata came back positive. No symptoms. Don't know how they got it. No information about that. Yeah. Quite quite amazing that these guys it didn't spread through the hair if the oyakata had it. So. Obviously, they must be practicing, you know, social distancing and hygiene within the in the hair to I make sure so. this didn't happen. So the two stables were Onoe and uh, Yamahibiki. So Onoe have come out and said on their Facebook page that they're going to take the whole stable Kujo. And I, I think even though they haven't shown up the other cases, I mean, I think you have to. You'd have to assume at this point. So there's no Sekitori in that stable at this point, but Ryuko is in there, and Hokutenkai. So they're both um, in Makushita. Ryuko was up in Jurio in January, but he went 
didn't do had so a bad time. Well. <laughs> we enjoyed watching him, but oh, he, I love his he work. Didn't, didn't do so well. Um, and Hokutenkai, also someone who uh, a lot of people are watching, has shown some some really good sumo. So that's a, a shame for them sitting out. We have no information about whether they'll retain their ranks or what at this point. But that's a really great question. Probably not now. Yeah, I you wonder. would imagine if it's just a handful of them, especially where their ranks are. I wonder. Yeah. Um, and that would be a shame for both of those for sure because they've fought their way up yeah. to get quite high. Um, there's no word about the other stable, Yamahibiki, yet um, the Rikishi you might know from there is uh, Kitaharima, who's at Makushita 5. We don't know yet whether. And the, the Kyujo for this fasho haven't been announced yet. Um, we'll check in before the end of the podcast to see if they have been. But everything is quite late because of those two positive tests. They're retesting everybody again to see if anything shows up later. So it'll be this, this afternoon. What that means is that the Torakumi um, is held off. So we're also F5-ing on the old Torakumi to see if it comes up before the end of Yeah, of I'm, I'm using today. actually Command R to Are refresh you? this page. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nothing um, about the matches for tomorrow. Mm. So we'll let you know as soon as they come up. Well, we won't <laughs> because they're not there yet. Yeah, we probably <laughs> probably. We're going to keep podcasting until these things come up at five <laughs> o'clock today. Tell us a story. Um, some other news uh, is that a a stable is closing. This doesn't happen that often. I mean, sometimes we hear about stables uh, changing their name or uh, changing their their setups or uh, where they're located. Uh, Takakeshi stable uh, moved recently, um, but. This stable is closing or it's being absorbed. So it's uh, Azumazeki Bea, Azumazeki Bea uh, is being absorbed into Hakaku Bea after this basho. So it's, I guess it's interesting because it was the first stable to be opened by a, a foreign-born Oyakata. So he was uh, former Sekiwake Takamiyama. He was Hawaiian and it was the stable of Akabono, uh, the great Yokozuna. So were the rikishi in this heia all foreign? Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. So it has sort of developed over time to um, become. There's no Sekitori again uh, at this point. So uh, it's just Makushita and below. And they will be absorbed into um, Hakaku. Hakaku is the home of Hokuto Fuji and Okonomi. So they'll have a few new mates in they'll there. They'll have a great time. I know. Imagine going to. Whose stable would you most like to join if you were sort of if you knew that you were going to have to do things for them, so you'd be cooking and cleaning and being there. Um... Oh, do you know 100%? Um, short Eyes and Toy Nishimas. Oh, hey, uh, yes. That looks like a good time there. Yeah, good times because yep. you'd get to sing. Yeah, and like Toy Nishima just seems like such a chill guy. That would be, I was going to say Short Eye as well because you want to just go for a jog down the highway. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. But I think... Maybe second. Hokuto Fuji, would you yeah. like hanging out with him? Oh, I don't know. I don't, know. Yeah. Don't, don't get a read on. Not the funniest guys going around. <laughs> what's, what's Hokuto Fuji's sense of humour like? Oh, God, I don't know. We need It'd an expose on that. It'd be very, very dark. Before we move on to other news, we should um, remind you at the end of this episode, we are bringing you an interview yes. with the man. Nato. The man, the myth. <laughs> Nato Sumo. He spoke to us uh, a few days ago and we're going to be bringing you that interview later on in the episode. So please stick around for that. Uh, there's a big name returning to the Makushta ranks this time around. Arby is back. Arby. And I've already seen so many pieces of art inspired by him that pe- people are happy that he's back. Yeah. 
His shiko is um, something to behold, you know, the leg going super high. I saw um, some artwork of somebody who'd drawn the foot from above. So you could see oh, this yeah, tiny cool. little arby below um, on a little bit of an angle and then this sort of massive foot in your face, uh, which looked really cool. People have been getting out old videos. People have been looking at his some of his good wins. Well, so I think everyone's going to be keeping a close eye on these matches. Yeah, he's Makushita 56. Let's not get uh, too excited. Yeah, so he'll only fight seven of those days, but I think every one of these bouts is important and we would expect him to do very well here. Tomokaze is another old friend. Yes. Back in Johnny Dunn this yep, time. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be rocketing up after his uh, his terrible injury. You have to think that he, if he's in good condition, if he actually is in um, a form to come back, then he he should be shoving a few little boys off the dojo at the back in the car park and then he'll be back in at least uh, Makushita and Jurio in no time. We can't wait to see him back. Well, let's go through the birthdays of the Rikishi <laughs> in recent times. We love birthdays. Well, first of all, it was my birthday on the 25th of February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so please feel it's free a very to... important one. So please feel free to send me a belated birthday present. So Shohozan, he uh, turned 37 on the 9th of February. I've got How to say, he, look, he looks every one of those years. He does He does. Now. Yeah. He's, a, he's the, you know, he's one of the old experienced guys going around. Um, he's seen better days. He's at Jurio 8 this time. Mm. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Shahozan and we, I can't help feeling that Maybe it's coming towards the end and we'll, we'll get to see a retirement smile from him sooner or later. Uh, Takara Fuji, he turned 34 on the 18th of February. He had a uh, cracker in uh, January and he's at M1. So that would have been a, a happy birthday. Oh, I tell you what. I mean, this is him at his peak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in striking distance of Sanyaku. Happy birthday, mate. Oh, there's a lovely photo floating around social media of him and his two kids. Oh, really? Just, oh, he right, looks I so see happy. That. Very cute. Go and have a look for it. Takiyasu. So he turned 31 on the 28th of Feb, coming into this Basho Komasubi. 31, it feels like there's too much history with Takiyasu for such a young age. Yeah. So he went back and had a look at his uh, career, made his debut in 2005 as a 15-year-old. 15. In Maezumo. Debuted in Makuchi in July 2011. Shot up to Komasubi. Uh, in September 2013. Now, he, he left Sanyaku there, took some time at the top of Maegashira before crashing back into Sanyaku, making his way to Ozeki in July 2017. Mm. So some great achievements for Takiyasu in his long career. We're seeing him come back. I think this is going to be a really um, good basho for him. Another Kachikoshi. I'm predicting. Yeah. Well, he's had, well, I mean, we can mention this now too. He's, he's had not only his birthday, but he has had a baby with his uh, singer wife, his artistic wife. Uh, his mother put out a lovely post on Facebook about it, Bebelita. Um, and it's a girl born on February the 17th. So quite close to his own birthday. <laughs> There'll be a, the birthday month of February in that household. And um, so, you know, that can't, he's either getting no sleep <laughs> And he's totally overwhelmed by having a newborn or he is very inspired by it and his wife's doing all the work and he is just doing training. I've got a feeling he's going to put in a big effort. I think it's the latter, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the, it's the inspiration. The Asuniyama turned 27 on March 1st. 
so many good years ahead of this guy. Well, I was going to say the opposite, actually. I was going to say he's moving into <laughs> he's the... Um, not that he's peaked, I hope not, for his sake, but that he's moving into, like, the um, the more established, the more, you know, he would be a mentor now for some of the younger ones coming in. Yeah, so happy birthday to Asani Emma, big, 20, big 27. And Hakaho, he turned 36 on March the 11th. And apparently this is the first time in 10 years he's celebrated his birthday in Tokyo because they're usually in, in Osaka getting ready for, um, for the basho. I'm sure he's got his favourite Osaka restaurants that he'd go out and treat himself to. So I think mm. this would be quite a different experience for him. Mm. But... Um, as you mentioned to me earlier, the last time he was in Tokyo was 10 years ago. Mm. Um, and that was the time of the tsunami mm. and the, uh, was it Fukushima reactor yeah. disaster? Yeah, yeah. So he, he had his birthday in Tokyo that year because of everything. Um, and this year again? 36. 36. How Still, does 36 feel? <laughs> I can't remember how it feels. Well, when you, when you, 35 and you turn 36, you then go, well, I'm closer to 40 than 30. I think 30. so. It, it can be a bit of an existential <laughs> crisis, depending on how you're feeling about your 30s. I had no problem turning 30. I reckon around 35 I started, like, being a little bit conscious of it, of being closer to 40, 36. I mean, imagine, I mean, Hakuho is so young in many ways. Yeah. I mean, he might retire by the time he's 37 and then what's he going to do with his time? He is going to swan around in yeah. a cape, just like it's loving true. life. I mean, he's he's he'll forever be an ambassador for sumo. Well, actually, it's interesting that you say that because Hakaho actually has just acquired um, a kabu, so uh, the elder stock that allows him to uh, go by a certain name and to remain active and voting in the Japan Sumo Association after retirement. It's the Magaki kabu, so he is definitely going to be around in sumo. Yeah, true. It's, it has generated a little bit of talk because there's a, there's a special uh, Daiyokazuna Kabu and, and you can be awarded that and as the greatest of all time it would be yeah. perhaps presumed that he, he would be invited to have that. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it works but he now has the other, the Magaki Kabu in case, well, number one, I guess, in case he's not offered that and then number two, he could sell that. Kabu, if he, yeah. he decides to do that, but he's he's definitely going to. The bottom line, he's going to hang around. I wonder if he'll coach or whether he'll just like be a, a sort of manager above mm. everybody and just just be his name. Yeah, um, I think it'll be very much like um, we've seen Kisanasado post mm. um, his retirement. I think he's still going to want to be in the ring, pushing the young guys around, like hardening them up. I think it'd be a really good post career or post-fighting career move to coach some people to yeah. really high levels. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that would just cement you, absolutely. And we all already know he has an eye for talent. Yeah. Um, we know he's been picking up some great young rikishi and identifying that talent. Yeah. What's his name? Hokuseho. Hokuseho. So um, it's just what he does naturally. So I'm sure we'll see a lot more of that. Hokuseho coached by Hakaho becoming Yokozuna. It's got Huge. a ring to it. It's got a <laughs> ring to it. Well, let's move on to your favourite segment, my favourite segment, Karaoke Corner. Is there still karaoke left on the, the internet that you haven't found? Uh, not the internet that the everyday person gets to see. I've had to um, download <laughs> the Tor deep. browser, gone into the Japanese dark web. Oh, no. This is where you find the dankest sumo karaoke <laughs> going around. The first, Kyoku Tenho. Okay. So we haven't really spoken much about him uh, on Sumo Mainichi, but he's 
quite loved by oh. us. Firstly, he has a cool haircut. So cool. His son. Oh my gosh. Looks so much like him, has the same haircut. We should use a photo of them, I think. Uh, we can pop up a photo on of Instagram. His son's yeah. haircut is so cool. Um, and also when he retired, his last, his final bout, he cried as he left. Like oh, right. he left, he cried as he <laughs> left. Um, and it was, it was quite um, emotional. Well, speaking of his retirement, this is a little selection of uh, Kyokuten Ho singing okay. at his Dan Patsushiki, which is his retirement ceremony where they cut off the top knot. Snip, snips. Well, extremely tuneful. And also, why so many talking in the background? I was just about to say that. How disrespectful. How dare you? If I was there, I'd be like silent and I'd be in the front row like staring up with my mouth open like. I mean, it's his oh, retirement it? ceremony. Oh. What about shutting up for five minutes? I know minutes? everyone's drunk. Yeah, it's fine. I know. So as we said before, Kyoko Tenho now sports a very, very cool haircut. In this video, his hair has just been cut. Yeah. Not so cool. Oh, really? The, the <laughs> general idea floppy? was right, really short at the sides, but it was like there was a bit too much volume up top. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on our Twitter. Yeah. As I was looking through this, I actually found the video of the first cut. It was yeah. done by Hakuho. Oh, right. And Kyoko Tenho was sitting there looking absolutely terrified. Mm. I mean, imagine Hakuho just coming at you from behind anyway. With a pair of scissors. With a pair of long golden scissors. Uh, yeah, look, I think what he's done with his hair following this is absolute success, but check this one out. Well, I think maybe the, the reason was he was so nervous was uh, because he didn't want to have a bad haircut because hair is very important to <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's going to be these photos of me on the internet with a floppy big mop top. <laughs> now, if you don't know who Kyokuten Ho is, you will recognise him because he's often a ringside judge. Yes. He's a shimpan. He debuted uh, in sumo in 1992. He peaked at Sekiwake in July 2003. And then following that for 12 years, he bounced around Lower Sanyaku, top of Maegashira, mm. before retiring in 2015. Oh, so a very long and successful career. And yeah, he's a much-loved rikishi. Yeah, yeah. Mongolian, isn't he? He is Mongolian, yep. yes. Yeah. Okay, the next clip we have isn't strictly sumo karaoke. Okay. But oh, going outside. This is, this is where the dark corners of the, of the web <laughs> took me this morning. <laughs> this is a band. Well, band's probably a strong word. It's a it's a idol group called Furajuku. Yeah. And Furajuku is quite interesting. They're a, I think they're an eight-piece girl band, but they're a subgroup. Yes. Of the main group, the Nakano Fujo sisters. So in K-pop and J-pop, it's quite common to actually have subgroups. Yeah, because your main band is like 500 people strong and then there's a few subgroups. Of yeah. Like and 25 so people. It, exactly. Uh, and what's interesting about Furujuku is that coming out of the main group, Nakano Fujo sisters, it's all girls. Furujuku, they're all dressed as men. Okay. Or boys. Yeah. The look of the band, the aesthetic, can only be described as Edo period butch glam, I think is probably All the best right. way to We're say gonna it. We're going to have to put this up on Twitter as We're well. We're going to have to put this up. Um, they are in a classroom. Yep. From what I can tell, it's inside <laughs> Kokugikam. The audience are sitting at 
Actually inside or made inside. to look inside? No, no, no. I, the description said that it was inside. Right. So I didn't know they had a classroom there, but seated uh, at the desks are uh, Rikishi. Yep. Hakuho presents them with a certificate. Oh. I couldn't tell what that certificate Actual was. Actual Hakuho. And then they give us a little bit of a performance of their single okay. that had just been released uh, in 2013. It's called Rikishi Man. Okay, I, I was treating that like a Japanese language listening exercise where I was listening out for a rikishi man, but I couldn't hear it. No, they only played a verse from what I could tell yeah. in, in the clip that I found. My other question, what's Hakuho doing during this? Well, you couldn't see him during it, um, but it just something felt very wrong about it. They they had obviously a choreographed dance routine. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, in one way, you know, launching this single called Rikishi Man in front of Rikishi at Kokugikan. There's a great cross-brand synergy, but the classroom, who chose that as the venue? It's just very, <laughs> very Japanese. weird. So following that, there's a bit of a photo shoot where they all throw Hadokens, which is the fireball from Street Fighter 2. They oh. do that. Um, the single Rikishi Man did chart in, <laughs> in Japan. On the Oricon Weekly Singles Chart, it peaked at number seven in May 2013. Well, this is fascinating. <laughs> We're really getting a schooling uh, from you in a classroom in the Kokugin County. We, so we will post links to these too because I, I do realise that we often just end up describing the videos, yep. which is podcast isn't a great medium for <laughs> video. Head to our Twitter, Sumo Manichi on Twitter, um, and you'll see the videos there. Okay, so our final cut for today is from 2019. Yep. After the Nagoya Basho, Shikoro Yama Bear had a Senshuraku. And can I say, the boys were loose. <laughs> this is uh, a video that I found that, that um, you know, has a few speeches and then there's a bit of a special presentation from the boys. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you who these guys are. Shikoro Yama has a couple of names that you might know. Abi yep. is their most uh, successful Rikishi. But I don't think Abi's in this, is he? Abi's not, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, because this was from... Yeah, um, and Oki. Okay, yeah. Um, amongst a, a few others. Let's take a listen to this performance. I will tell you what I hear there. Okay. It's some boys having some fun. <laughs> well, again, we will post the video, but if you can't, or if you don't get the chance to see it, the, there's someone singing so who we can hear, and there are four backup dancers. Everyone has completely uh, white face makeup on. Yep. 
uh, with some red patterns drawn on. I think it's a demon motif. Mm. I don't think they're white facing. Mm. Um, the backing dancing is very good. Yes. Well, one side is good. This, uh, this one yeah, I have yeah, watched yeah. actually, yep. showed me before. One side, as you're looking at the video, the right side, good. The left side, horrendous. They are not doing a good job. Well, Shikoro Yama Bea, full of underachievers. <laughs> Should they be spending this much time on, on choreography? Well, what I did like about this is... When, when we talk about karaoke corner, a lot of it is very polished. So if you hear Ikkyo sing oh, yeah. before Kyoku Tenho yeah. sing. But the, this one, this captures the spirit of karaoke. It certainly does. And so the thing that we saw that captured it most was when you get to the part in the chorus where you've gone, oh, no, this is out of my key. Yeah, yeah. And it's too late to stop yeah, it. Yeah, and you take a big, deep breath <laughs> and you just go for it. And you are up there flying high. Now, the question I've got for you, obviously the backing track is... Com- out of time. Well... <laughs> It's, this kind of music is made by programming a computer. Yeah. How do you get a drum roll out of time I don't know. doing that? <laughs> maybe they made the song as well. At one point I heard them say Oki, so maybe it was a song about him. Oh, okay. Uh, crowd definitely getting into it. They were loving it. Yeah. Uh, this yep. was a banging performance. Check it out on our Twitter. We will put all three of these up because all three of them are the ones that you have to, <laughs> to see to believe, I yeah. think. <laughs> well, it was pretty techno today in the old... Karaoke Corner. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I came across uh, countless videos of beautiful, you know, traditional Japanese folk songs and anchor. It's like, nah, nah. let's Techno. get it happening. <laughs> Out of tune, yep. drum rolls, please, all the way. <laughs> well, thank you for putting in all that time finding those uh, those wonderful clips. We love Karaoke Corner. The Torakumi, it's still not up. No, I'm it's still not up. Control R, control no. R. We can just talk about a few more things before we wrap up. Uh, we are on the injury lookout a little bit for a couple of people. Midori Fuji, he came out and said out of nowhere that he had a herniated disc in his lower back, which um, sounds to me like a terrible, very painful injury that hopefully he will be able to get over for this basho. Uh, so Enho too, we've been watching him for his back injury. Um, it seems pretty obvious that that's happened. And, and Ishira uh, let drop in an interview that uh, that he had a back injury as well. Is this any of his business is my question to you? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know why he's talking about Enho in his own in, uh, his own interview. Well, we know how these interviews go. It's I'm taking it one match at a time. I want to do my style of sumo. Enho has a back injury. <laughs> I'm going to gumberize for my fans. How does it work? <laughs> I don't know how that one went. But, uh, yeah, let's keep an eye out on, on Enho as well. Um, especially down in Jurio. So he, Ishira, there's a lot of them down there now. Uh, oh, hang on. This changes things. Mm. Is this a bit of smack talk from uh, Ishira? Why would he be smack talking Enho? Well, they're both in Jurio. Yeah. Oh, both right, near right, the top. Right. Yep, yep. Both small guys. Yep, he could be trying to put him off. Yeah. Mm. Get in his mind. M- yeah. m- do I have a back injury? Yeah. <laughs> you wake up going, I'm maybe also- I do. <laughs> I was feeling fine, but is that a twinge? <laughs> Um, let's see. <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, before we hear from Nato, let's talk about our predictions. We do go through it with him. I can't remember what I said. That's the thing about my predictions. Every time I predict, because I've said some stuff on Twitter as well, I think of somebody else. Do we, do we even reference our predictions on day 15 or is it just because we get them so wrong? <laughs> I just say who pops into my head who I like at yep. the time okay. and who I think like could do it. So I, I think I say Asano Yama yep. <laughs> with Nato um, and I'll, I'll stick with that. Why not? Asano Yama is, is nearly 27. Uh, let's go for it. Okay. So my prediction is day 15 playoff, 
Hakuho versus Shodai. Oh, wow. Yep. That's very specific. It is very specific. No Terana Fuji in there. I just thought about Terana Fuji. Maybe he's my prediction. <laughs> Three-way playoff, Terana Fuji is also there. Three-way playoff. Four-way playoff, Asaniyama, Terana Fuji, <laughs> Shodai Hakuho. Well, let's put this on the record. Will Takakeisho retain his Ozeki status? Yeah, that's a great question. Needs eight wins. Can he do it? I think he's lost a bit of weight. How's he going coming into this? He has been training. He's done a little bit of I feel fine, Takakeisho style. I think he might struggle. I wonder yeah. if he's going to struggle. I think that's going to be really interesting. We saw him last time just with an inability to win. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he's one of these younger guys who it can he can get stuck inside his own head mm. and that can affect his sumo. A day one win for him is going to be crucial. Yes, that's a really good point. I wish I could tell you who he's fighting. Yeah, yeah. But the Torashimi is not up. <laughs> Can't do it. Also keeping an eye out for Akisayama. He's at his highest rank of... Uh, Magashira 12. Well, he's not the only one. Midori Fuji at M10 is at his highest rank. Hoshoryu at M9 is at his highest rank. Konowaka at M8 is at his highest rank. And Shimonoumi at M3. Shimonoumi. Hey, what can happen here for oh, him? We also have Dayamami, Hidnaumi and Tsurugisho back from Jurio. That's such great news. The Ooh. brothers unite. Oh, as I said, just in that last couple of seconds, I got so excited about tomorrow, just saying all these names. And, all right. Uh, so now that you've said them, do you want to redo your predictions? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's going to be Akisayama. <laughs> um, it's going to be Daimami. No, no, I will stick with Asanayama and you stick with your two-way playoff. It's Shodai and Hakahol. All right, well, let's move on to our interview with Nato Sumo. He's been bringing us videos for some time now, so summaries of each day's action. Uh, he's been doing Makauchi and now has started doing Jurio as well, and I've heard a little whisper he might be going even lower in the divisions this time around. We will see, but we were absolutely thrilled to speak to him, and uh, here it is. Nato Sumo, it's such a pleasure to have you on Sumo Mainichi. How are you? Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm good. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How did you get into the world of Sumo? Everyone has a different journey. How did it happen for you? Well, I uh, watched Sumo one time on Swedish television, actually. We had a channel called Eurosport, and uh, once upon a time, they actually did uh, the Basha broadcasts, albeit they being like one month late, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But so it wasn't live? No, it wasn't live. It was like one month after the Basha has ended. Oh, no. <laughs> and did, were you just flicking around channels or you just watched the sport channel anyway and you happened to see Sumo? The latter, yeah. So I, uh, I didn't watch uh, that channel very often. What is it about Sumo that interests you? Uh, I just found it. Exciting somehow, you know the combat. I'm I'm more into the sport aspects of it rather than than the cultural aspect. So the competitive nature of the the sort of fight. Yeah, and the nature of the sport, like it's a I guess you could say it's a martial art kind of sport, right? Where do you find your your information? Where do you you know how did you come to understand the sport? Did you just watch it, or did you you look up other people's um, coverage? Well, in the beginning, it was just watching it on TV. And then, uh, you know, we, with internet, there was Sumo Forum, if you know that site. Yeah. 
Så so back in the days it was mostly Sumo Forum and later on it was YouTube and now we have Reddit pages and all that kind of stuff, right? Do you remember the first Ricochet who you you knew, who you liked? Uh, absolutely, it was uh, Asachoryu, you know? Oh, yeah. Nice. So that was uh, like, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would continue to watch. That was like... Uh, the one Rixie that drew me, you know, he he was relatively small, and he was beating the, those bigger guys like uh, Mushashimaru, was it? I think. Mm, yeah. So he was definitely. If he wasn't for him, I wouldn't have uh, continued to. He drew me, in, I think. When we watch your videos, the most striking thing is the overlays. So the graphics you put on the screen before each bout. I can't believe the amount of statistics there. How do you do that? Well, there is uh, a couple of sources I use. There Can is you give the, away your sources? Yes, no, I, you don't have I, to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. Those are not uh, like secrets. Uh, the first one is the Sumo DBA page. Yes. Yes. Much and, appreciated. Uh, yes, it's a good resource. And the second one is uh, the official NSK page. That's right in Swedish. In English, it's. Uh, uh, Sumo Kyokai. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So those two pages have different uh, stats that I use. And who drew the the beautiful Gyoji who talks in your videos? Was that <laughs> yeah. You? yeah, it was me. But it's uh, it's like inspired from a uh, Dragon Ball character. Yeah, right. Yes, I can see that absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I have to ask: Do you type in the stats on each graphic? Some stats I type in, and uh, the other ones are not typed in by me, but they are done by me. It's uh, automated. Uh, yeah, so I have wrote a little bit of code, and it's automated. That is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're very responsive as well to people who ask for different statistics to be shown as well. I remember when it started out, it had you know, their previous... Um, Basho scores, it had their previous day's scores, but you've added in, you know, height and weight. Yeah, it's so good. It's just everything. There is a balance uh, there, you know. I don't want to have too much information. Some I guess you have to see the fight still. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, for instance, now somebody is asking for uh, the name of the Georges. That might be fun, but I don't know where to get that information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really. yeah. Okay, so while we've got you on your stats page, I would like to see eye color. <laughs> oh, I would okay, like to yeah. see favorite yeah. food mm. and um, favorite anime. Wife's yeah. name, I Wife's like. Name. Children's yeah. names. Yes. Yeah. yeah, fill the screen. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to see it. We just want all the information. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... The amount of stats that are now is pretty, it's a good balance, I think. And uh, if you know what the stats are saying, you, uh, I think you know about Sumo. I think so yeah, too. And if you watch your videos often, your eyes get used to the area on the page where you have to go to find what you totally. need as well, because it may look like a lot of information, but if we're watching it often, which we do, you know, we, we know what, what bits are what. Yeah, my, the stat I always look at is how they've gone over the last four Basho. Yeah. 
Yes. That's such a great stat to see as yes. they're going into about. So good. Absolutely. And the days before as well, because that's something we talk yeah. about a lot. How did they go yesterday? How did they go the day before? That's really important for us as well. Yeah. So thank you. Thank I mean, you. what made you start wanting to do these videos? You you were watching, you were into the sport. At what point did you go, I'm going to make these videos? Yeah. Well, at that time it was uh, one guy called Kintamayama, you know, yep. who is yes. of, yeah, he's still uh, doing his thing, and he was uh, doing the daily bouts. But I was very eager to see them really fast. <laughs> so I was, I was just, uh, I thought, okay, how fast can you do this? So wow. Wow. I tried, but you know, in the beginning, it took me like uh, six hours. And Honestly, then, it's 20 minutes now. Yeah. So that's about uh, as fast as I can do it, at least. Uh, so as soon as it finishes, you've captured the footage, you chop it up, you put the yeah, overlays so on. I, it, I do the editing in real time, simultaneously with the broadcast. Ah. Wow. And then when the day is finished, broadcasting, I have to like check everything so that there isn't an error or something like that. You've had some issues with copyright recently, and that's a huge thing in the kind of work that you do. Yeah. Can you tell us what's going on with that? Yes. So there is, as I have figured out, it, there is two kinds of problems and, or copyright, uh, kind of copyright strikes. So. The first one is uh, where uh, NHK, in this case, manually goes through the strikes the videos. You know, they have wow. uh, actually someone checking the video and uh, making a strike. The other type of copyright strike, which I have had a lot lately, is the automatic kind. So I think uh, so. NHK uploads to the some video material to the uh, YouTube uh, database which yes. is called co content ID or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, the strikes are done automatically. And you, you will see as soon as you have uploaded one video, you will see this time, uh, this time and this time the content ID reacted. And I guess what you've been looking at is what is making those automatic strikes, right? The music yes, or yes. the action or the I framing? think it was the actual video material. So those kind of uh, strikes you, you don't get an actual strike on the channel, if you know what Oh, I mean. really? Yeah. They just take so, the video down? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Right, Well, that's right. good. So as of now, I have no warnings. You can have three, three, right? And then the channel is gone. You've had a few channels in your time, haven't yeah, you? You've had to <laughs> swap it to a few other channels. Yeah. The commitment to Sumo, honestly, it's, it's hard to watch in um, – countries outside Japan and it's just it's a real commitment that you've had to to bring it to you so what would you like to to happen with sumo coverage well of course I would like them to you know let us use the material but that I don't think that would will happen right yeah <laughs> as of now I think they know all the YouTube channels yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of have uh, have had a blind eye to this whole thing. Yeah. So if they just continue with that, or yeah, that I think that is the most realistic. Yeah. Turning a blind eye for me 
feels like the best thing they can do. Yeah. Because if they were selling a YouTube channel or selling a premium sumo channel, that's different. Mm. But right now I can't give them money mm. like to pay for sumo. So yeah, why yeah. you're not denying them income. You're not denying them money. It well, just I... seems, it just seems mean spirited. Like yeah. let us have our sumo. Oh yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. I think they should give you a job. That yes. would be awesome, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. NHK, if you're out there, this guy, give him a job, please. Because yeah. we all need it. The graphics on the NHK coverage are a little old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need and at Bama, we see them. They've got some info, you know. Oh, yeah. They uh, they let us know who plays PlayStation, who plays Call of Duty, who likes uh, mochi, who likes certain things. But uh, we want Nato. Yeah, we want Nato stats. <laughs> so uh, do they give that kind of information? Uh, they they give little in Japanese. They will okay. write a little fun fact. Okay. So it might be about favorite food or oh. their nickname as a child. Oh. That that kind of information. So, Which... uh, could you share a fun fact with? Enho, he doesn't like rice. I've read that one. Yeah, okay, mm. okay. So some, someone on my Discord said something about that. Oh, right? really? <laughs> he didn't eat rice. And I was, what? How does it feel to have a, a Discord, a sumo Discord, where uh, everyone's kind of there under your name and everyone's chatting about sumo? That's um, another thing. I don't, I'm not in uh, the Discord that often. Maybe I should be. Uh, but if they enjoy it, it's, it's awesome. It's good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a lovely community. And it oh, sounds like you're busy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the main uh, thing. I'm quite busy. So I would I mean, like to. I mean, you've got to... a job, right? You're doing a job yeah. as well as all of this. So, yeah, so I would like <laughs> to be able to invest more time into. Yeah. Thing, yeah, give him the job. We come back to the job thing. <laughs> All right, like who do you love in sumo at the moment? Who are you? So Asashoryu was one of your first favourites. Who are the Rikishi who excite you now, who you think are absolutely fantastic? I think uh, Ho Shoryu, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> love that. Not enough people are talking about Hoshoryu. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I think know. he's a future star. Yeah, a bit of a sleeper. He's a yeah. sleeper hit. He's a deep cut. I love this guy. What do you like about him? It's the this uh, connection to Asashori to be. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially his uh, athleticism, I, I like. Who will be the next Yokozuna, do you think? If I had to guess and like bet on it, I would say Takakeisho because, Ooh. you know, he has been the closest as mm. of now that's the only reason really and it's a bad one but <laughs> <laughs> i think he's got the hunger and the drive i think you say he's been the closest he's he's got the sniff i guess he's got the taste of it he really wants it at least. oh is this takakesha who's karaban he is karaban yes what do you guys think uh, about oh it's a great it's a great question I usually ask other people because it's actually quite hard to answer isn't it I would have said Asaniyama mm. yeah. uh, and I think I would still say Asaniyama my heart wants Shodai mm-hmm. um, I think Takakesha will take a while actually so yeah. I wonder whether Asaniyama now after the 11-4 in January I wonder whether he's starting yeah starting to find it but I'm not sure he did that well in the training 
the recent so, so another alternative uh, is that uh, someone that is not yet established in the Makuti, right? Or that's right. Yeah. So oh, maybe yeah. How sure you? Yeah, for instance. <laughs> Look, we've got one more question for you. And to be honest, it's probably the most important question of them all. Do you like natto? <laughs> yes, I like natto. Oh, but, yeah. oh I, yes. Hell. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, oh, have you tasted it or? It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have tasted it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dave lived in Japan for, for quite a few years. So, okay, um, okay. Did you have it when you, you lived there? Oh, I had it once. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe they serve it as a breakfast food. <laughs> it's the worst time of day to have that. <laughs> so how did you come across it? Well, now I feel weird calling in Natto because we're talking about Natto, but how did you come across uh, this food? I had it when I was uh, small. So I have uh, grown up with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what is it? Can you tell us what it is? Because some people might not even know what it is. It's a common food in Japan. It's made of soybeans that is fermented. It gets very sticky and smelly. Yeah, exactly. It smells so bad. But maybe, here's my theory, um, what's the Swedish food, what's the herring that's fermented? It's called? Yes, and, uh, it's called uh, surströmming in Swedish. But surströmming, it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's translated to like sour herring or something. Yeah, so you get herring, you... Uh, bury it in the ground, you let it ferment, you dig it up. I mean, this was traditionally, not yeah. so much now. And it's like when you open a can of it, it's like insane. Yeah, I have, have, I had... have no, I have I'd never no. had it before. But I feel like maybe it's the taste <laughs> yeah. of the, you know, maybe it's a similar kind of idea. Yeah, if you have, if you had not when you were small, I think maybe you will get used to the taste so. Well, I'm glad to know that you, you've called yourself after a, a food that you really like. Nato Sumo, thank you so much for being part of Sumo Mainichi. It's, it's a real honour and, and a joy to, um, to chat to you because we've, we've watched your videos for so long and you've worked so hard to um, bring Sumo to, uh, to all of us. So thank you and uh, thanks for chatting to us on Sumo Mainichi. Well, uh, thanks for inviting me and... Uh... Hopefully some of you may find some joy of this conversation, right? But thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nato. Thank you for joining us on our pre-Basho episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. It's day one of Haru Basho. See Bye. you then. Yeah, I'm